all the poor people right away came and grabbed the food. This elderly person was patient. He took a cup to wash his hands. Only afterwards did he take a piece of bread and he wanted to make a bracha on it. At the last minute he put it down and didn't make a bracha on it. He said, Oi, I forgot to take challah. Remerica finds out that they are a band of murderers. everybody. This story has to do with I believe Saras. Let's get on with the story. Okay, so one of the Mekedavim of Mardachayf from Lechvich, his name was Rebmeirka of Mir. So he once was traveling and he stopped in a certain inn to daven there. And uh, while he's there, there's a certain big group of poor people who would uh, travel from one place to another. And Rebmeirka noticed a certain poor man amongst them who was elderly and looked like he was uh, a holy person. He was observing him very carefully. And uh, the balabasta of the house gave bread and some cooked food to the poor people to eat. And all the poor people right away came and grabbed the food, you know, as fast as possible. But this elderly person was patient and first he took a cup to wash his hands and uh, made sure that the cup was uh, halachically kosher to wash your hands with and only afterwards did he take a piece of bread and he wanted to make a bracha hamaytzi on it but at the last minute he put it down and didn't make a bracha on it and he took uh, something else maybe it says a cracker or something I don't know and uh, he sat down to eat and afterwards he uh, did my machreinim and he said bracha samazan so he ate something else he was able to make hamaytzi on but not the designated bread that this lady gave out. Now, America, the entire time, was looking at him very, very carefully. And uh, afterwards, the poor people left. And uh, this elderly man also left with them. So, America started to daven. He sat down to eat. And the whole time, he couldn't stop thinking about this old man. And he was wondering why he didn't want to eat this piece of bread. So finally, he got the courage to ask the lady of the uh, inn, when did you bake the bread? So she said, uh, two days ago. And so he asks her, do you remember if you actually took challah from the bread? Did you, did you separate challah as is the mitzvah, as is proper from the bread? And the woman right away uh, became very alarmed. She said, Oi, I forgot to take challah. So America understood that this old man was someone who had Ruach HaKadosh. Not only was he a, a, a very careful about mitzvahs, he was able to see just by looking at the bread that it wasn't okay to eat it. So right away he hitched his, his, uh, his wagon and he ran after the, the, the group of poor people to catch him. But uh, he didn't see the old man. So America asked, where was the, where's this old man who was with you? So they answered him, why are you asking about this crazy person? He, he started going with us wherever we are, but he, asks, he acts very strangely, like a crazy person. You know, he always, once in a while, he'll separate from us to go in the forest, and he'll, he just stays there and, you know, wanders. And afterwards he comes back, and one time it was really, really cold outside, and he saw a frozen body of water, and he broke the ice, and, and, and went under the ice to, you know, in the freezing, freezing cold water, 
to be able to, 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 to go and, you know, to, to be table ta- 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 himself. Obviously, we know that by this, by Chesidim, any chance they had to go to the mikveh, they would take it, no matter how cold it was. This is very, very common knowledge amongst Chesidim. But for them, it didn't make any sense. So Rebbe asked them, where did he go just now? So they showed him which direction he went, and he found him under a certain tree. He was very taken up, you know, he was, he was very deep in thought. And Rebbe noticed that he looked like a, like a flame of fire. So he went over to him and he said, Rebbe, give me a bracha. He obviously knew this was a very holy man and he wanted a bracha from him. So this old man asked him for a certain amount of money to give him to support him and he gave him a bracha. And afterwards, Remirka went back to his Rebbe, Rebbe Mordechai from Lechvich. He told him what happened and Rebbe Mordechai told him that you are lucky because you got a bracha from the holy Rebbe Leib Saras. Fine. So a little while, while later, Rebeirke was once traveling alone in the forest, and he got lost. As you mentioned earlier, that right, every good story, a person gets lost in the forest. So, unless it, the story doesn't end nicely, and then it's not a good story. Um, so, towards evening, he saw in the middle of the forest, there was a little house, and there was a place to put your horses. So he goes into the house, he walks inside to see if there's anyone there, and he didn't see anyone except for a woman who was, um, who was cooking food. So Rameerka asks her, is there a place to stay here? Can I stay? So he said, yeah, of course. Now, the people, the other, the other people in the house came at nighttime, and Rameerka finds out that they are a band of murderers. How? He hears, Rameerka hears that the woman says to him, we have an appropriate guest tonight, meaning like you know, we, have, we have a good uh, client. So he understood that uh, his life is in danger. He wanted to go outside, and he tried to find a way to get outside, but it was closed from all, ang- from all sides, no windows, no doors were open. And he couldn't run away. So he stood in a corner saying vidui with a broken heart and, and with tears in his eyes. Now the... These, this band, these, these bandits sat down to eat, and after they finished eating, they went to America and they tied his hands and feet, and they got ready to, to kill him. All of a sudden, there was a big, loud sound outside. Someone was knocking on the doors and windows in, 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 in Russian, and they said, to saying, open up. How do you say open up in Russian? I don't know. You want know to say open in Russian? David, you know how to say? I don't know how to say close. Oh, you know how to say close and not how to say open? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so right away, these, these, these bandits got very scared, and they didn't want to open the door, but it was so cold outside that the people outside couldn't stand, and they broke down the door, and, they, and a big uh, group of merchants came in. They also got lost, and uh, they saw the house. These merchants see that America is, is tied up like a lamb, and they asked him what's going on. So he tells them that these people want to kill him. Right away, they let him go, and they grab the bandits, and they tied them up, and in the morning, they put them on wagons and brought them to the police. And uh, the Russians tell America, you know, we always go on the same road. We never get lost. We're experts on this road. We've never made this mistake, and somehow we, you know, our brains just didn't, uh, didn't lead us the right way this time, and we got lost. This is push at the finger of Hashem, they say. Is, is, it, was, it was the hand of Hashem just to save you from death. 
when America came to his Rebbe and the Tzaddik saw him, he said, you should know that the entire night, that entire night I couldn't sleep. But the reason why you were saved was because you once gave a, a uh, donation, you once supported the Tzaddik, I believe Saras, and you got a bracha from him. And therefore, Hashem made it that these merchants got lost uh, in order to save you. Anyway, so this is the story. Uh, it also has a little bit to do with the, the parasha this week, parasha shlach, because it talks about hafrasha schala. And uh, may, we, may we see miracles like this in our lives. May we see the ultimate miracle of Shiach. May we have a good and successful week. Good everybody. Chodesh Tov. Yiro, what do you have to say? It's another story, very similar story, not really the same story, but might as well, involving Reb Leib Saras and someone who gave him opinion and disguise. Reb Pinchas Reitzes, Pinchas Reitzes was sent on a mission by the Alter Rebbe. By the way, Reb Pinchas was independently wealthy. He was a very wealthy man. So in today's day and age, you would say that he would be buying the house on President in Kingston. So, and, no, and, and he had a very big, beautiful house, so this way the people of Shklov would have their hearts for the Chassidim. It's another story. The, the Rebbe told him that he had, the Alter Rebbe told him he has a very fancy house. He wouldn't have had such a fancy house, but in order that the Misnagdim of Shklov should have their hearts for the Chassidim, so... He was a leader of the Chassidim in Shklov. He had a big, beautiful house. Anyways, Rav Pinchas was very wealthy. And the Alter Rebbe sent him on a mission to go to surrounding villages and collect money for the Teshveyars, for the people who live in Eretz Yisrael. And Rav Pinchas said, sure, he'd love to. But while he's traveling, since he's anyways not in Shklov and he's anyways not, in, he's not by the Alter Rebbe, he would love to meet the famous tzaddik, Reb Leib Saras. So the Alter Rebbe told him that you could, you'll, I can't guarantee you're going to meet him, but if you do meet him, you'll know who he was because he's very tall and because he is, he's got a loud voice and he has a jolly disposition, so he's generally speaking a, like a positive, happy type person. And uh, yeah, this is it. Then you'll know who he is. Now, just to understand how these people were close, it's very hard for us to imagine, but the other day we had a story where, um, or the other day I heard a story where the Rebbitson sent a birthday cake to somebody who was, who was related to the Jaffes, because you know, when you're close to Beisarav, you get these things. So anyways, the Altarebbe's Rebbitson sent Rapinchas with some pastries. Okay. And so Rapinchas makes his trip, and he starts going from place to place. And in every inn that he goes to, in every village, he says, he asks the innkeeper. The Altarebbe said, you're not necessarily going to find him. But from the fact that the Altarebbe gave him clues, he gave him signs who Reb Leib could be. So he used to ask, do you know anybody named Leib, anything like this? And every place he went to, was he tall, a loud guy, jolly disposition, something like this? Nobody told him anything that was useful to him. Now, it's interesting because he made his entire trip. And throughout the course of his trip, I don't remember if it was 600 or 6,000, but he collected either 600 or 6,000 rubles. 
And as he went to his last city that he was supposed to go to, before he returns back to the Alter Rebbe, he asks the innkeeper, do you know anybody who meets this description? Tall, jolly, um, loud voice, his name is maybe Yehuda or Leib, or whatever the case is. So he says, yeah, of course I do. Here's this local, his name is Label. And uh, every so often he comes and he makes it freilich in the inn. So, so, okay, very, very interesting. I'd love to meet him. Now, what happened was, it must have been a very, like a business convention in the city because the inn was full. So, Reb Pinchas, being very wealthy, the only room that was actually available was a double room that normally would be shared by two guests. But Reb Pinchas, like I said, is very, was a very wealthy person. So he went ahead and he took the whole room for himself. He didn't want anyone to disturb him because there was a chosli dam ba'aveda he learned and whatever the case was. But he told the innkeeper that if this label comes, let me know. So there he is, he's in his room and the innkeeper comes and he tells him, you know, label's here. And uh, yeah, and he wants to stay the night. Maybe you want to share a room with him. He says, Reb, uh, Reb Pinchas thinks to himself, this surely must be Reb Leibsar's, with all the clues, with everything. Yeah, let, let's, let's go ahead and see. Maybe this is him. So what ends up happening is Reb Leib ends up sharing a room with him. And he opens up, and Reb Pinchas opens up his suitcase. Now remember, he's been traveling for weeks because he's been going from village to village to village. And... In his suitcase, he has some food because he bought food along the way. He also had some of the pastry left from the Rebetzin. Obviously, the pastry of a tzaddik, a tzaddikas, is going to stay fresh. Think of the lechem upon him. It stayed fresh from week to week. Think about Sarimen Uzchala. I also had a bracha. So think about a tzaddik also has a bracha. So he had this pastry with him. So he offered... Reb Leib Saras, or who he suspected to be Reb Leib Saras, some pastries. He offered him, you want to eat something? You want to eat something? So Reb Leib looked throughout the entire suitcase, and he picked out the food from the Alter Rebbe's house. <laughs> so at this point, so at this point, Reb Pinchas told him, okay, Shalom Aleichem Rebbe, you must be Reb Leib Saras. And he said, what, me, what are you talking about? He said, listen, the Alter Rebbe gave me very clear instructions. Um, he told me what, he gave me your description. And from all the food, you chose the food specifically from the Rebetzin. So, I got you. Nice to meet you, Shalom Aleichem. <laughs> so, Reb, Reb Leib asks him, what are you doing? You know, the Alter Rebbe sent you on a mission. Like, what, what's going on? Why, why are you here? Yeah, in fact, I'm going around collecting for the poor people of Eretz Yisrael on mission from the Alter Rebbe. So Reb Pinchas, Reb Leib thinks to himself, and he says, okay, how about this? You can give me the money, I'll take care of it. So, not to put yourself in that position, but he had a shlichus to give the money to the Alter Rebbe for the people of Eretz Yisrael, but here he has another tzaddik telling him he's going to take care of it, so says, okay, it would be my honor and privilege. However, uh, I need a receipt. I can't go back to the Alta Rebbe and just tell him this. 
So Reb Leib writes a receipt. Here's the uh, I Leib Saras. I'm writing a receipt. I received this six hundred or six thousand ruble on behalf uh, from Reb Pinchas. I was supposed to go to the Altarebbe. I got it. I'm going to take good care of the money, and that's it. Here's your receipt. Okay. So they part ways, or maybe the next day they part ways, and Reb Pinchas comes back to the Altarebbe. And you can imagine he was very happy because not only did he meet Reb Leib, which was an added bonus, but he also took care of the whole mission, collected the money, and he gave it to Reb Leib, and everything's good. So when the Altarebbe, when he tells the Altarebbe what happened, the Altarebbe tells him, you, it's true, you met Reb Leib, and he shows the receipt to, Reb, to the Altarebbe, he says, it's true, you gave him the money, and it's true he's going to do very good things with it, but he's not giving it to the Jews of Eretz Yisrael. So, you're on the hook for the money, because that wasn't the mission. You collected money to give to Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, I don't know what he'll do with it. He'll do Pidyan Shvuyim. It's very nice, but it's not the mission. So, you're on the hook for it. <laughs> so, like I said in the beginning of the story, Rav Pinchas was a very wealthy man. He went home, and he took out from his own bank, from his own safe, whatever it was, the exact amount and he gave the money to the Alta Rebbe from his own pocket. So what came out was that Reb Pinchas paid 6,000 rubles for the honor of meeting Reb Leib Saras. Now they say, as an anecdote to the story, that the Alta Rebbe then gave him back the receipt because he said, look, you collected 6,000, you gave me 6,000. So what does this receipt have to do with me? It has nothing to do with me, it has to do with you. The fact that you also gave him $6,000, a 6,000 ruble, and, you said it's going to, and he said it's going to be for good things. So the receipt belongs to you. So the anecdote of the story is that Reb Pinchas appreciated, or he did not appreciate, he cherished this receipt from the Tzadik Reb Leib Saras for the rest of his life. At least that was known uh, in his family. So and here you have... Where's the receipt today? <laughs> and and here so here you have a story where well you know all, all these things it's like uh, where where where's uh, the Magid's Tefillin like whatever what are you gonna do it's gone um, but uh, yeah that that's basically the story very similar type story where you have uh, uh Saras playing uh, uh, you know playing koi if you might have it and uh, it has to do with pastries and giving some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Smash the like button. Yeah, smash it. Okay. Yeah. You don't set it, and I have to do it. <laughs> Yoni's like, no. So there's someone who's. No? Yeah? She subscribed? Yoni's. I am going to request. Ladies, should they subscribe? Or do you do something? Definitely. Definitely? Yeah. What are you going to give them if they subscribe? Smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good friend. Okay. It's a problem. Now we're good. Okay. Good night, What's going on? <laughs> okay, is, is... How do you say it? <laughs> okay, anyway. The way they say open up in Russian is... Atkritz. If Google is correct. Okay. Oh, Hanan, what do you have to say? Hit the like button.
subscribe. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that story. Every single week on Matei Shabbos, we say another story. So please come back and stay tuned.